If you like your doctor, you can keep your doctor. If you like your private health insurance plan, you can keep your plan, period. If you are among the hundreds of millions of Americans who already have health insurance through your job, or Medicare, or Medicaid, or the VA, nothing in this plan will require you or your employer to change the coverage of the doctor you have. But we have to pass the bill so that you can uh, find out what is in it. Find out what is in it. This is America's Healthcare Challenge on News Talk 1290, News Talk 1290KOIL.com, and the News Talk 1290 mobile app. America's Healthcare Challenge is produced and sponsored by E.D. Bellis. Now, here's your host, Sean McGuire. And welcome to America's Healthcare Challenge. Hope you had a great week. 402-342-1290 is the phone number, 402-342-1290. Or 1-800-577-1290. If you'd like to join the conversation at any time. Some main things we're going to be talking about this week. Uh, First of all, here locally, our top story is going to be understanding the rate increases. And for our folks and friends across the river in Iowa, we are uh, just now learning about some rate increases from one of the largest insurance companies over there here on the uh, ACA exchanges. And so that's the purpose of this show, to help you understand all of the uh, challenges that are coming down the road uh, with regards to your insurance, with regards to uh, figuring out where to access health care, and to help you understand all of the administrative challenges as well that are out there, as in um, maybe you've gotten a document that said this is not a bill, for example. What does that even mean? So those are the things that we talk about here on this program, if it's the first time You've heard it. Thank you for uh, joining us. If you are uh, welcome to join the calls anytime. If you're for the law, if you're against the law, just let us know at any time. Just tell us why you're for those things. Some of the stories that caught my attention, first off, I just mentioned it, but Wellmark planning 38 to 43% increases for some customers. Uh, this is according to the Des Moines Register. Uh, the uh, main news source out of central Iowa. Tens of thousands of Iowans will buy, who buy their own insurance are about to receive a shock in the mail. Uh, 30,000 customers, it plans to raise their premiums by 38 to 43%. Um, and they sell about three-quarters of the individual policies in I- health uh, uh, in Iowa. Andy Curran joining us here on the program. That seems to be quite a, uh, a uh, rate hike for somebody that's just experiencing uh, something that already costs quite a bit, somebody that might be paying $500 a month would be now looking at an extra, what, $400 a month? Or what would that be, $300, $200 a month? 40% of 500 Yeah, That'd be $200 a month. Almost $300, something like that, maybe more, maybe less. That can hurt some people. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, So it would be about an extra $200 a month. Mm-hmm. And no, we've been seeing that as we've been be $200 a month. <laughs> as we've been you know researching all of the trends around around the nation, you can follow our Twitter handle at America's Canary, the Canary in the Coal Mine on all of these things. This seems to be um, one of the major trends and the problem is uh, an organization like uh, this uh, this one Wellmark which controls most of the individual marketplace you see this thing, same thing happening in the southern states, Alabama, Georgia, and others, where one major insurance company has uh, most of the people in the individual market, which is essentially what the Affordable Care Act was designed to create, right. its own individual marketplace for, for people. What happens if all these big ones pull out because they just can't afford it? Or what happens if people just don't want to continue to pay these outrageous premiums. Well, we're going to have a, 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 like to say, a come-to-Jesus moment with uh, the way our health care is managed in this country. And, you know, being an election year, I think that uh, as the general election uh, starts to form a little more uh, clearly, that uh, that might be quite a big topic, especially as you see, like you're saying, uh, a lot of larger healthcare care Providers pulling out of these markets going to cause a lot of rate shock around the around the country. Mm-hmm. One of the articles we're going to be looking at here later in the program is uh, what happens if uh, 
all of the uh, insurance companies pull out of these ACA marketplaces in these different state exchanges. You know, each state was supposed to set up their exchange. Several of them are actually, and there's many, many, many counties. Well, that's right. But then, like, also there's many counties all across the country that just have one choice right Mm -hmm. now. Mm-hmm. What if that one choice actually pulls out? What what do, would that actually mean for all of us? Does the government come in and take it over? You we're know, gonna, we're gonna look into that a little that, bit here. That's uh, I guess time will tell. And you know, Sean, you're you're the forecaster here. You're the expert, so I always keep in touch with healthreformexplained.com to find out what you're writing about. Yeah, the latest that. one we wrote about here on the uh, on there was explaining some of the self funding benefits. Mm-hmm. Because, as we'll get into here a little bit, also on the on the program, what does that actually mean for uh, employers as they're going through their renewal season? It's coming up where we're seeing a lot of RFPs getting put out all over the country. Yeah, lots of uh, people are really seeing the challenges of massive health insurance increases. Yeah, and just systematic systematic failure of the markets in general. You know the way that they are right now. So, do you see? More people self-funding in the future. Just trying. I to, do see that. Yeah, is that I do what see that. Trying to get at? Yeah. yeah, we're going to be uh, doing a segment talking about the advantages of self-funding, and explaining some of the areas where an organization can save some save some money. And they're also going to uh, be talking about um, ways that uh, you can save some money here on the program. And then finally. Uh, we've got an insurer, insurer suing the federal government in uh, back Obamacare premiums. So there's plenty to uh, chew on here on America's Healthcare Challenge, appropriately named, as we talk about all of these things here in in the marketplace. I mean, I tell you what, what do we ever figure out what that forty percent of five hundred dollars? Well, twenty percent, two hundred bucks. That's quite a bit yeah. if you think about it. An extra two hundred dollars. Yeah out of your pocket as an individual could be you know that could go an awful lot different places yeah and uh, i'm gonna explain coming up next segment why um, those rate increases are also probably disproportionately subsidizing uh, other things because the affordable care act did do some cuts in medicare reimbursement i know they uh, didn't like to uh promote a, a granny falling off of the cliff uh like that has happened in previous uh times but we're going to explain uh, how that actually gets shifted onto those of us with private health insurance here next on america's Healthcare challenge 402-342-1290 online at healthreformexplained.com or facebook.com slash america's Healthcare challenge where you can find all of our segments which has oh we have over 500 uh segments 500 of uh, all yeah that's a lot of uh health policy goodness so you could probably get a PhD in uh, all of that just by listening to them. So, or you can continue uh, when we come back. Are you a business owner seeing your bottom line squeezed by rising healthcare costs? I'm Sean McGuire and I founded ED Bellis Healthcare Consulting to provide health reform consulting so that your business does not get caught off with all the uncertainty in Washington. I was there on Capitol Hill when the Affordable Care Act, otherwise known as Obamacare, was created, and I have read the entire bill. Let me guide you through the maze of the American bureaucracy as you adapt to changing government rules and regulations that will impact your organization regardless of size. I offer custom services including cost reduction strategies, training seminars for you and your employees, and strategic planning to help you prepare for the future. Regardless of what the Supreme Court decides, this issue is here to stay. Contact me today for a free consultation at www.healthreformexplained.com. That's www.healthreformexplained.com. At E.D. Ballas, we know healthcare. It may be hard to believe, but people just like you are already saving money. Feedthepig.org makes it easy. Their simple savings plan teaches you how to start saving without going overboard. So you don't need to mooch off your friends. You gonna finish that grape? You mean the one in my mouth? You don't need to stop buying the necessities. What you're smelling is a natural musk. Ew. You don't need to be a medical test subject. How do you feel? 
mostly okay. I... <laughs> Sometimes, though. You don't need to get a second job as a stuntman. We need a new stuntman! Let's break for lunch. You just need an internet connection. Don't get left behind. Start your personal savings plan with the tips and tools on feedthepig.org. That way, you don't need to sell your soul to the devil. Fifteen bucks is the best I can do. All right, deal. Brought to you by the American Institute of CPAs and the Ad Council. Are you feeling overwhelmed, depressed, or angry? Is your child or teenager acting out? Healing Tree Counseling wants to help. Located at 10th and Dodge, Healing Tree offers individual, family, and couples therapy. Bill and Laura are exceptional at working with children and adolescents. Ask around. They have a great reputation. Healing Tree accepts most insurance companies. They offer flexible payment plans and are confidential. Their personalized service and unique office sets them apart from larger agencies. Visit HealingTreeOmaha.com for more information. Now that you've heard of Sean McGuire and HealthReformExplained.com, maybe it's time for his team to assess your company's situation. We have innovative strategies to help navigate this new maze created by the Affordable Care Act. For more, go to HealthReformExplained.com. You are listening to America's Healthcare Challenge with Sean McGuire. Join the conversation at 402-342-1290 or at 800-577-1290. Once again, direct from the American heartland, here's your host, Sean McGuire. Welcome back to America's Healthcare Challenge. If you want some daily updates, all you got to do is follow the Edie Bellis uh, handle on Twitter at America's Canary. They do a uh, a daily uh a news uh, a- aggregation, I guess you could call it, which is uh, Health Reform Explained, and then they also have a commentary on the website of the same name. But if you want uh, an example of, you know, maybe 10 to 15 of the major stories that, that are going on every day, that's a great way to check it out. And some of the uh, s- headlines that caught my attention is uh, something uh, we're going to get into a little bit more, uh, more on the legal battles, I guess you could say. Uh, as it relates to uh, the Affordable Care Act here. Uh, but I wanted to uh, get back on a point we were talking about here earlier, uh, gentlemen, uh, uh, joined by Andy Curran and Matt Barros here on America's Healthcare Challenge, talking about um, some of the financial impact of the rate increases. Our top story of the week was uh, p- proposed, uh, pretty much going to be official rate increases in uh, Iowa of upwards of over 40%, it sounded like, at the minimum. Uh, that's an crazy. awful lot of money. That's crazy. An awful lot of money uh, for the largest uh, insurer in the Iowa marketplace. Yep. So that's, um, that, that's really going to cause people to dig into their knickers, so to speak, don't you think, Matt? No, I think that's a great way to put it. I mean, you know, especially after seven and a half years of, uh, of, uh, of our wonderful Marxist president that we have, you'd think he could have done more for the middle class. We've seen wages go down, I think, what, 25, 30 percent or something like that over the course. And I couldn't help but remember, as you were talking about, I think it was four, so something around $200 a month is pro- approximately what people are going to have to start paying more out of come November, just in time for the election, folks. So you know, keep that in mind as you go out there and vote. Um, but I couldn't help but remember a story I saw this week that came from the AP. Um, it was an Associated Press NORC Center for Public Affairs Research poll said that three quarters of people... Uh, in the United States, so seventy-five th- percent th- that make less than fifty thousand a year. Okay. Also, two-thirds of those making between fifty thousand and a hundred thousand, and then about twenty percent of those making more than a hundred thousand. So you take those people together, and about f- almost forty percent of those say they would have difficulty coming up with a thousand dollars. So if that tranny just fell out of the bottom of your car while you're driving down the road. Forty percent of the people out there wouldn't know how to cover, would not have the funds to cover that cost. Probably it, not cash anyways. Will not throw ca- it on the credit card. Throw it on the card, yeah. pay it off in payments, right? Yeah. And so you think about that, and now people are going to have to make that call. Two hundred dollars a month, approximately, right? That over five months, there's your thousand dollars that people just said this week, according to an AP poll, that they don't have. Yeah, yep. that's going to be a big deal. That's. $200, people live in, you know, on some kind of margin, you know, what is that? That's $2,400 a year. And then the folks that do get assistance 
Um, that number actually goes up because there are federal subsidies that help help folks that that need it that qualify for certain amounts, and we're going to uh, examine uh, uh, presidential candidates' uh, uh, thoughts on, on this issue. I think this person brings up some great points on uh, something that uh, does affect people. But what I what I'm saying is individuals that do and families that do get assistance uh, from the marketplace uh, through advanced premium tax credits, a.k.a. subsidies, uh, the federal government has to pick up those dollars. And as those numbers of premiums continue to grow up, go up, and I think, I believe, 8 out of 10 people receive some sort of subsidy. So it's it's really just an unsustainable program in, in in many respects it's just like any other it's just like the pension systems that we've seen it's just like social security systems that we've seen you, know, you talk about government money government doesn't have money that's not just right now, more yeah. money that the taxpayers have to put into the pot that's well, not we just look at the right? va you know right if you want to see how you know government and health care is going look at the va you know one story that i thought was really interesting and uh, i want to give a a positive mention to you know uh somebody who's worked in the private sector, you know, made billions of dollars, a guy named Steve Cohen, uh, just donated $275 million to veterans' mental health care. And, uh, you know, that kind of, you know, uh, people people just, you know, not normal people, I guess. <laughs> Billionaire is not normal, but uh, just normal people who want to, you know, make a contribution and, and see changes in the way that we treat our veterans and uh, just normal people, um, you know, I think that the real solution is just going to come from a lot of people just saying, hey, this is what we want, this is what we're going to pay. And, uh, you know, through coercion, through taxation, or, you know, some kind of fancy government loopholes, you know, that's only going to cause more and more problems. So, um, not Agreed. seeing any of this unraveling anytime soon, unfortunately. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, another part of this story, they, they quote a guy named Mitchell in here who says that, you know, not having that money, he says. He says at the end of the month, he is at the end of the week or the end of the month, however you want to say it. He he pays all his bills and there's nothing left. And he says, and it just adds to this like it just feels like there's this stress in my life. It's just always and it never leaves me. It's just always there. Monkey on your back. Yeah, it's just this monkey on your back, you know, because you can't get out from under, you know, your payments that you have every month. And then I think when you add something that's like federally mandated, I mean, how much worse is that? I mean. And I just think, I think it's going to do, it's going to have really bad effects. It's going to have, let me tell you something, it's going to have negative health effects on people because have we not seen studies that show that stress creates a lot of health problems? Stress is a killer, man. So, yeah, right? Yeah. So now, so it's all this happiness effect, right? You see all, <laughs> if, if you watch Facebook long enough, it's like you see all these, you know, videos. But now you have something that's creating stress and it's just going to, it's going to make, the problem worse than it was to begin with. I tell you what, that really provokes you know me to think even more about that because I think that is one hundred percent accurate, exactly right um, in how that you, you can feel stress just by navigating all of the uh, bills or that this is not a bill or or trying to figure out. I mean, how much paperwork comes with even just going for one procedure? It's unbelievable, and then you see the cost, and, and people really have sticker shock and we're going to have to figure out a way to find uh, lower cost services and I think there's some organizations out there we're going to touch on those a little bit here later in the program that are already doing that in that you can type in your zip code and, and find a place that might have a lower cost service but I tell you what it's got a long ways to go to change the behavior thought process if you will because we have to like understand that you don't need to go to the emergency room all of the time uh, for everything, but that's just probably the most convenient place to continue to go at the moment because there really aren't any better alternatives. And so we're going to have to figure out how to change that. But one of the stories I wanted to touch on here before we take a quick timeout is uh, an insurer suing the United States government for $223 million dollars on related back payments. And uh, this has to do with the uh, risk corridor program, which is one of the things that we've been visiting here about on the show here for, oh, at least two or three years, talking about how 2017 is going to be a challenging year because of 
how there are certain protections in the ACA to protect insurance companies because they probably knew that individuals that were high cost, individuals that were probably sicker, uh, were going to be going on the program here earlier. And so they designed uh, some protections in the ACA for the first three years because, remember, the subsidies and, and healthcare.gov began in 2014. I mean, I tell you what, it just seems like yesterday uh, when they went on their apologize-a-thon uh, for the epic fail uh, of healthcare.gov, but I got to hand it to them. It is doing a lot better. I don't know if it was a billion dollars uh, better. If I could have gotten a billion dollars, I'm pretty sure, Andy, uh, we probably could have built uh, quite the website um, <laughs> and done done a good job. And had $999 million and left over with it. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. But anyways, um, as they had these protections in the ACA that from 2014 to 2017, um, these insurance companies really began, began to start counting on those funds, and now they're going to start going away. And so the question is, where is that money going to have to come from? And I'm going to argue that it's going to have to come on the backs of uh, consumers. Now, uh, a company called Highmark, which is uh, an organization, uh, let's see, what state are they out of? Well, it doesn't really matter, I suppose, because they're uh, the insurance in 2014. Insurers paid 362 million dollars into this program, um, so their share, they pay in a share uh, to this fund, and then the American taxpayers pick up the other thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess uh, let's just look at these numbers. Uh, the insurance companies paid in 362 million dollars into this program, uh, their share. Uh, but then they requested $2.87 billion uh, in payments to cover losses. So that's almost ten, eight, eight times. So much month. math this morning. I know. I, <laughs> it is probably a little bit too early. I forgot my calculator. Well, <laughs> I'm just saying they only paid in millions, $300 million, and I don't know. They, it's an awful lot of money. You know? An awful lot. Yeah. Yeah. So they, they're taking way more out, and the problem is those funds are going to go away even more. And so I don't know if, like, the American taxpayer is going to be coming up with an insurance company bailout. I don't know how. Uh, there's going to be some going to have to be. If there's upon the crash, there will have to be some kind of bailout slash consolidation slash. But the legal woes just—I mean, if you're a—if you're a lawyer that—that's into this stuff, <laughs> if you're a healthcare litigator, I mean, this thing is the Christmas tree of all time because it is just the gift that keeps on giving mm-hmm. uh, from a legal standpoint. I mean, we've got another—the uh, federal court upholding uh, the House, the congressional uh, lawsuit. Mm-hmm. Uh, that that one is going on. Uh, we've got this insurance company suing the federal government in, in federal court over the ACA. And so I tell you what, uh, there's a lot to uh, to continue to monitor. So when we come back, we're going to take uh, a look a little bit further into uh, presidential season. And um, we had a, a really interesting opportunity to find a good video of uh, Secretary Clinton visiting with a, uh, a potential voter uh, slash business owner uh, about the Affordable Care Act and uh, some of the impacts that it's having on her and her everyday life. And I think it's something you're not going to want to miss. So I, I encourage you to come back at Can't 402-342-1290 if you'd like to talk uh, before then. And we will be right back here on America's Healthcare Challenge. Are you feeling overwhelmed, depressed, or angry? Is your child or teenager acting out? Healing Tree Counseling wants to help. Located at 10th and Dodge, Healing Tree offers individual, family, and couples therapy. Bill and Laura are exceptional at working with children and adolescents. Ask around. They have a great reputation. Healing Tree accepts most insurance companies. They offer flexible payment plans and are confidential. Their personalized service and unique office sets them apart from larger agencies. Visit HealingTreeOmaha.com for more information. Alvin and the Chipmunks love to eat. Who's hungry? 
scary. But even though you can't see or smell it, bacteria can hide in food and make you ill. That's not good. On average, one in six Americans will get a foodborne illness this year. But you can keep bacteria from ruining your day with four simple steps. We got this. This will be a walk in the park. Clean. Wash your hands and surfaces often. We chipmunks are notoriously tidy. Separate. Keep raw meats, poultry, and seafood separate from ready-to-eat foods. Watch and learn, my friends. Cook. Make sure an adult uses a thermometer to cook meat, poultry, and seafood to the right temperature. Fire in the hole! And chill. Refrigerate promptly and pack your lunch with a freezer pack or ice. Bingo! Dinner! She's a serve! Yay! Keep your family safe and check your steps at foodsafety.gov. Brought to you by the USDA, HHS, and the Ad Council. The road trip to food safety starts at foodsafety.gov. I'm Paul George of the Indiana Pacers. When I was six, I had one thing on my mind. When I was six, my days were spent playing basketball every chance I could. When I was six, my dream was to make it to the NBA. When I was six, my mom had a stroke. So I want you to learn the signs of a stroke fast. F-A-S-T. F, face drooping. A, arm weakness. S, speech difficulty. T, time to call 911. Because the sooner they get to the hospital, the sooner they'll get treatment. And that can make a remarkable difference in their recovery. I'm Paul George. Protect the ones you love. Spot a stroke F-A-S-T. Fast. Life is why. Visit strokeassociation.org. Brought to you by the American Stroke Association and the Ad Council. They say every business should have an elevator pitch. Here's ours. We are E.D. Bellis, a consulting company specializing in healthcare reform, helping businesses navigate the new law. For more, go to healthreformexplained.com. You are listening to America's Healthcare Challenge on News Talk 1290, News Talk 1290KOIL.com, and the News Talk 1290 mobile app. Once again, here's Sean McGuire. And welcome back to America's Healthcare Challenge. We've got a big election here coming up. We're going to uh, take a look at both of the candidates here uh, as they both commented on the, uh, the ACA and healthcare and all those things. But, um, Wanted to take a moment to look at uh, an article that caught my attention on Zero Hedge, which is a great resource. Anybody that's named Tyler Durden, uh, that that blogs is that name, uh, has to be pretty legitimate, <laughs> don't you think, guys? Absolutely. And um, they uh, ha- had a great article, a um, couple that we've cited here already, but wanted to share this uh, clip that was uh, uh, embedded on there from YouTube, which is... Uh, Secretary Clinton on the campaign trail visiting with a small business owner, the same business owner that uh, folks that uh, Edie Bellis do such a good job at, at helping them with. But we wanted to uh, just help you uh, understand some of the woes that individuals are facing uh, as a result of all these things. So let's go ahead and listen to this. Um, you talk about health care. Um, as a small business owner, not only are you trying to provide benefits to your employees, you're trying to provide benefits to yourself. Um, so I have seen our health insurance for my own family go up $500 a month, um, in the last two years. Oh, well, (laughs) we stopped there anyways. Uh, (laughs) it was a good technical difficulty because I just wanted to stop on that point. Like if it could have paused at any time better, that, that could have been, that was $500 a A month. Uh, that she went and said that uh, was going on, and we talked about here on the uh, Wellmark thing. Mm-hmm. What was it, two hundred a month, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, based on a, an average plan? And 40, that would, that well, would just be 40%. for an individual. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's so. I think this is consistent. Yeah, that it business like owner doesn't, you know, doesn't get the uh, employer, you know, part cut out of her bill. You know, she's got to pay it all herself. So right, absolutely. Yeah, that's. You know, people don't realize, you know, you're paying $100, $150 a month maybe for health care, maybe less, hopefully. Um, But uh, the employer, on the other hand, is going to pay, what, you know, usually, what, two-thirds to 80%? Yes, a lot of times 80% depends on the situation. And You know, you want to talk about, you know, people affecting people's jobs. You know, how can you hire someone when, you know, providing these benefits is going to, you know, it's going to turn an open job into... 
you know, not hiring. And I think that's probably one of the main reasons why our economy is in ec- economic stagnation mode. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, there's so much, so many unknowns, you know, when it comes to the economy, healthcare, and just how uh, the finances are going to work that, you know, how can you plan it for the future? Exactly. So let's continue listening to to this clip here. We're just fighting to keep benefits for ourselves. Right. The thought of being able to provide benefits to your employees is, is almost secondary. Yet to keep your employees happy, that's a question that comes across my desk all the time. I have to keep my employees as independent contractors, for the most part, really to, to avoid that situation. And so I have turnover. Um, they go to a, a job where they do have benefits. Um, you know, same thing, I get women that, you know, I'm very lucky. I have a woman who's retired, which is great, so she's willing to work because she has benefits from the government. Um, but if I can't provide benefits, let alone for myself, I can't provide them for my family. Um, the reason our insurance has gone up so much is we do not qualify for a subsidy on the current health insurance plan. Um, we unfortunately make just over too much money within that within that gap. Um, so I guess my question to you is not only are you looking out for people that can't afford health care, but we are, I'm, I'm someone that can't afford it, but it's taking a big, big chunk out of, right. of you know, <clears throat> the money I bring home for myself. So, so is, is the policy that you now have when you got off of the exchanges? It's on the exchanges. Okay. Well, what you're saying is one of the real worries that we're facing with uh, the cost of health insurance because the, uh, the costs are going up in a lot of markets, not all, but many markets. And what you're describing uh, is one of the real challenges because right now, like with so many of these programs, there's just a cutoff instead of what I would like to see a, a kind of uh, gradual uh, diminishment. Like I actually people agree with that shouldn't point. just, once they wrong, get to a certain income level, I agree with what lose you're all there. subsidy or lose all tax benefit or whatever else we could piece together that would enable you to make this more affordable for yourself. So that's something I'm looking at. I mean, I, I think that the Affordable Care Act is a big step forward for the vast majority of Americans, but we have to look at out-of-pocket costs, copays, deductibles, premiums, uh, and we have to make the insurance companies justify what they are charging because a lot of them um, are, are moving costs up without really explaining, or at least not to my satisfaction, why that's happening. And we need more nonprofit uh, options for people so that it's, you know, that was the original idea, but a lot of them got started and they didn't know how to do what they wanted to do. They had, the great, they had great ideas, but didn't have the backup, so we need to go back and revisit that. Um, I also am in favor of what's called the public option so that people uh, can uh, buy into, uh, you know, Medicare above a certain age, which will then take a lot of the pressure off the costs because the argument is that costs go up because real-world experience means that people are getting sicker or the costs have to be spread. I want to I get behind that because I don't yet see the data to support that, but if you were able to move people 55 or 50 and up who are the biggest users of health care uh, into the Medicare program, they would have to buy in, but they would be buying into such a big program that the cost would be you know, more distributed. So there's a lot of things I'm looking at to try to figure out how to deal with exactly the problem you're talking about. And uh, I, there, there are some good ideas out there, but, but we have to subject them to the real world test. Will this really help like a small business owner or a family be able to afford it because a, a $400 increase, assuming you didn't have some terrible health care event, which it doesn't sound like I you did. Yeah, no. <laughs> I don't go to the doctor. So. Yeah, I know, but I mean, that's my, that's my point. Is like, what could have possibly raised your costs $400? And that's what I don't understand. So that's- Pick me, pick me. What could have possibly raised the cost? Well, how about the uh, insurance industry tax? Uh, built into the ACA, that could have been something that might have have gone into it. And uh, we'll talk a little bit about the uh, advantage of self-funding here in, in a little bit because of uh, all of the, uh, I guess, taxes baked in, I guess yeah, is the best way to, to the, put it. Go straight to the carrier, right? That's mm-hmm. what you want to do? Yeah.
Cut out the middleman. But that's one of the reasons why uh, things are going up. Uh, another reason, and you know what? I just started learning about that this, actually, uh, this week as I was doing some research for the program. What uh, What is really uh, happening as far as uh, these increases? Why is it really happening? You know, why, why is this such a massive thing? I, I kept asking myself. I couldn't sleep at night. One night I was thinking about it. And the light bulb recently just went off when I found an article that, that, that really helped ex explain it. And I was just like, duh, Sean, you should have figured that out already. It's because uh, one of the ways that they paid for the Affordable Care Act and, and all the subsidies, which I think are great. I think they, they really benefit a lot of people. And, and I think they're super important. My only thing and problem I've ever had is with the execution uh, of how a lot of things have gone and really how they went about the process. Didn't really like how they jammed it through uh, on Christmas Eve and uh, used reconciliation to, uh, to make it happen and, and pass it to find out what was in it. I mean, th those are my main beefs because as a result of that, that's that's why we're seeing all, all of these challenges. But I was like, why is this... Why are these rates going up? And and then I saw an article, and it was all about the fact that these insurance companies are basically picking up the tab uh, from hospitals and providers for Medicare patients because Medicare doesn't reimburse nearly as high as private health insurance. And so these hospitals are making it up on basically private health insurance, and that's one of the reasons why costs are going up. Yep. And... It really kind of provoked me to, to really be worried about these things. It's like a vicious cycle of money moving around in an inefficient way. Mm -hmm. I, I couldn't help but also notice that she barely answered the lady's question. And <laughs> I don't know if either if either one of you guys feel any better after hearing her response. Like, So she's just going to make a public option? That's pretty much what I heard. And, and then they'll just launch a bunch of tasks task forces because that's what they do now right. i'm gonna put a task force on this well and i think single payer is you know gonna be in the future if that's you know the way you know hillary gets elected that would be you know obviously if um bernie sanders is always advocating for it but you know in order for her to garner the support of those bernie sanders supporters she's gonna have to probably steer to the more left on that side so you know if she even wants to be competitive. <laughs> yeah, I was watching uh, one of the clips. Do you, do you remember when she uh, said the famous lines, uh, shame on you, Barack Obama, back in the 2008? Uh, <laughs> 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 Matt knows what I'm talking right about. <laughs> uh, and the reason she said that was on health care because she's like, I can't believe I'm actually getting attacked from the left on health care. Yeah. Because that's always – that's really been her – her main issue and and you know what i gotta add that you know what i i do agree agree with the fact that you kind of got to scale these things out because subsidies start to like f up to 400 percent of the federal poverty level then all of a sudden if you make more you get absolutely nothing yeah, so that's like five dollars more than all yeah. of a sudden you know that's another thing that these programs that really just kind of it just doesn't translate very well into reality and it sounds all good theoretically but you know, when it, you have to apply in real terms, you've got people with disincentives to make more money for themselves, you know, because they're going to lose benefits. So, you know, how are we supposed to encourage people to better themselves and better their personal situation when we've got these kind of traps in, uh, you know, when it comes to government benefits and, and such? So, whole another discussion. You could talk about that for an entire show. <laughs> no, and, and and here locally, I heard an interesting statistic. Um, there's basically sixty thousand people in Omaha that are either unemployed or underemployed, and um, a majority of them are uh, just not even interested in being employed because they're more interested in in just being on some sort of program. Yeah, yep. and uh, go for at length about uh, the disincentives for these kind of programs we didn't start the fire but uh it is a burning and you know 
Will we be able to uh, feel the burn moving forward? We're going to talk a little bit of politics <laughs> coming up next segment. Uh, we have $200 trillion in unfunded uh, liabilities. What does that mean? That means th- that is dollars promised to uh, individuals, citizens, other nations, and others over time, pension programs and all of that. Uh, are we going to be able to afford it? I uh, saw an interesting video with uh, both of our favorite uh, in, uh, presidential candidates, former presidential candidates, Ron Paul. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. We'll uh, talk a little bit about uh, some of the things that he prognosticated on uh, as he is well a when we doctor. come back. He is. The, <laughs> the good doctor will be in the house here on America's Healthcare Challenge back right after this. to the very special interests and their allies in the Republican Party who are against doing what we want to do for America. So shame on you, Barack Obama. It is time you ran a campaign consistent with your messages in public. Research shows moving is one of the most stressful events in a person's life. But thanks to two men in a truck, it doesn't have to be. They have everything you need to move. A courteous professional staff who will customize your move, which includes a no-obligation estimate, a schedule to fit your convenience, and all the necessary packing supplies. And two men in a truck will help you watch your budget, too. Don't stress. Let two men in a truck handle your home or business move. Go to twomenandatruck.com. Two men in a truck selected Best of Omaha for nine years straight with an A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau. Hey America, we need to have a little talk. We've got more food in our country than we know what to do with. Food at the grocery store and food in the vending machines, fast food, health food, and seafood. We've got so much food that anything people don't buy, we just throw out. Yet 17 million kids in America struggle with hunger. That ain't right. Luckily, the Feeding America Nationwide Network of Food Banks has volunteers gathering excess food and getting it to hungry kids. They're kind of like food angels. Yeah, I made that up. It's kind of catchy. Hello, people. This isn't rocket science. We could solve hunger today. To start, become a food angel yourself by supporting Feeding America and your local food bank at feedingamerica.org. That's a website. Duh. We can't do it without your help. Brought to you by Feeding America and the Ad Council. Edie Bellis is a healthcare reform consulting company with valuable information that is up to date and easy to understand. We have solutions to manage compliance, minimize penalties and taxes, and all other options. Check out healthreformexplained.com. Not only are we going to New Hampshire, we're going to South Carolina and Oklahoma and Arizona and North Dakota and New Mexico. We're going to California and Texas and New York. We're going to South Dakota and Oregon and Washington and Michigan. And then we're going to Washington, D.C. to take back the White House. You want me on that wall. You need me on that wall. You are listening to America's Healthcare Challenge with Sean McGuire. Join the conversation at 402-342-1290 or at 800-577-1290. Once again, direct from the American heartland, here's your host, Sean McGuire. I will never let you down. I will protect our Second Amendment. I will protect our country. Our military will be strong. Our borders will be enforced. We'll get rid of Common Core, which is a disaster. We'll bring, we'll bring education local. So important. Our education is a mess. We're going to get rid of Obamacare. We're going to have a great, great plan as a substitute. Obamacare is out of control. The new costs, as you know, they're going to be revealed on November 1st. They are going to be through the roof. And by the way, don't let this happen. We'll have to speak to Mitch. Obama is trying to get it delayed till after the election. The new cost will be revealed on November 1st, unless he gets it changed, 
And we don't want that to happen. They will be so astronomical, and it'll show what a total failure and disaster Obamacare is. We will repeal it, and we will replace it with something great. Okay? Believe me. Yeah, that generalities, but I, I don't know. I, he just really knows how to, to, to speak to people in many ways. He just can communicate in, in far less words. Um, but I don't think most people care about specifics. I don't. I think people. I think most people like generalities. Absolutely. I think well, probably ours. Say, hey, I'm our circle. Take care of it. Our circle is probably a little different, yeah. right? You know, the the inside crowd, right? The, and the inside the Beltway the types. And the, yeah. yeah, exactly. We, we care. Right. But most your average. Your I'm voter. Go, what seven, eight out of ten, maybe? Mm-hmm. Is it that high? Maybe oh. they don't care. Yeah. They, they they want they want a trustworthy person that they can say that that's going to tell them it's going to be all right. Right, boiled down simply to that. I think the uh, the big thing that came out this week were the polls. The poll numbers uh, noticed a big shift. Mm-hmm. They go go Plus in one five. direction. Trump is actually up five percent nationwide. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. that 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 was an interesting thing. I mean, it's going to be from, and I don't know what you guys think about the electoral college. Uh, you know, and I'm actually for it because I'm for the Constitution. Uh, so I'm I'm in favor of it because I think it protects states rights and and gives them uh an opportunity to 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 have some things in play Mm. um and when you look at uh, the matchups state by state it's really quite interesting because i think uh he's going to put some states into play that previously hadn't been put into play before Mm -hmm. it's going to be a reagan 48 state stomp well i don't know about that i don't know if it'll be a 48 state stomp but i think um He's going to certainly put some states into play, like uh, Pennsylvania, for example. Yeah. And when you go back and look at the 2000 election, one of my favorite, uh, while it was probably, a, that was like the closest in modern times, wasn't it? Bush and Gore. And mm-hmm. two, remember, don't yep. dimple my Chad. Yep. Remember all Absolutely. of that stuff? That <laughs> Absolutely. Was, I really want, I, we might have to go watch that, uh, what was it, the HBO uh, thing uh, that, was it Kevin Spacey was in it? Or what was that movie, uh, Recount? Does that sound about mm-hmm. right? or? You, have you heard about that? I, I don't think I've seen I haven't that heard one. that one. Yeah. yeah. But my point is about uh, that election is while it was close and Gore won, eked it out uh, on the popular vote standpoint, if you actually looked at a map of America, like literally the whole state was completely red because he Bush won like uh, outside of the coast, won like the whole everything. And then if you look at those over time, there's more and more blue states, as in New Mexico, like Bush won – New Mexico both times. Uh, Obama has won New Mexico both times. That's an interesting to state to to see how that plays out. Given Trump's thoughts on immigration, for example, what I, if he wins a state like that with his controversial views? Maybe he's actually these are the people that are actually dealing with this issue. I, right I there. think you really can. I you know I think you know when you listen to like liberal Democrats talk about say Hispanics. They talk about them as if they're like this monolithic group, as if they don't have their own brains and they don't have their own thoughts. And, you know, like they're all the same. They're all going to. I really think if Donald Trump, he's like, I think he's in the teens right now. He's pulling in the teens. I think if he could lift that up into, like, say, the mid 20s among his amongst Hispanics, I we already didn't Ronald Reagan pull. Like, didn't they call them like blue dog Democrats sure. or something like that? Yeah. Reagan pulled Democrats. And I think with Hillary in West Virginia and the, the, what she said to those coal miners down there, basically <laughs> just said, What'd yeah, she say? I don't care about you. It's basically what she, I'm going to paraphrase. She said, I'm going to shut your job down. We're going to have to find you a different job. You're going to have to figure out something else to do because coal mines are not going to be part of the program when I'm president. And so we're going to have to figure out something else for you to do. And so I... I think Donald Trump has a real chance of pulling a lot more Democrats than I think Democrats will allow themselves to believe. I think it's it's a great election. I saw this. Uh, I don't know if I brought this up here on the show, but I was talking to some people about it, but it made me kind of laugh was uh, the, the 2016 election is the year of uh, to be a divorce attorney in that uh, the gender <laughs> Uh, gaps between these two candidates are, are so huge. We always talk about the fact that, oh, Trump is uh, doing so terribly amongst women, which actually is not necessarily true. But yes, uh, Hillary probably is doing a lot better, but it's actually offset and even done better by the fact that men are for Trump at a such higher rate than, than at a much more intense rate 
if you will, than, than women are for Hillary. It's flipped. Yeah, it's exactly flipped. It's like sixty something percent versus thirty something percent as far as for or against men, women, women, and 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 it's only Democratic women. Republican women are really like starting Trump to come around to Trump. They really are. Because why? Because he's strong and he's that person that's going to say, I'm going to take care of this. And women care about the same stuff as men do. They care about national security. They care about jobs and the economy. They're not, you know, they don't care. I don't think they care as much as, as about the issues that Hillary wants them to care about, in other words. Well, those issues are kind of just aging, if you will. <laughs> I mean, I'm tired of talking about them, but uh, they continue to, to bring them up, but like some of the, the issues. But uh, it will be very, very interesting to see uh, where young people, in particular millennials, land uh, as for uh, both candidates. And I got to tell you what, I am a little bit concerned about a certain segment of millennials, that, uh, that is those individuals that are voting for, uh, uh, well, at least uh, feeling the burn, I guess you could say, <laughs> um, and, and some of the things and, and really vehement beliefs some of the things that that uh, are being proposed should should happen and I tell you what we just can't can't make that happen so uh, I I think I think one thing too about this about this I this might be the nastiest election I think we may have ever are going to see in our lifetimes I mean as far as just the vitriol and the hate the negativity I think it's going to reach a level that Adams and Jefferson or something. I mean, it's. Well, I think it's going to reach really bad levels. It's not about issues with these kind of things. I mean, the presidential election is about how does this candidate make you feel versus how does this candidate make you feel. When you ask a, an average voter, you know, what issues are most important to you, they're going to, they won't even know what to say. You know, they'll say national security or economy or something like that. But, you know, when they you really want a specific answer it's like what policies are you seeking out in a candidate you know i don't think you're gonna uh get too clear of an answer at least on that you know mushy middle that you know is kind of waiting to see who they're gonna coronate as uh, president so interesting times ahead yeah absolutely absolutely i mean i i honestly something tells me i, I think uh, donald trump's gonna pull this thing out though i mean the, the polls are definitely going in his direction I think he's gonna. I think he's gonna fade to the left a little bit. I really do. I think he's gonna come. Is that off. gonna make his base man? Ah, uh, it's a good. It's a good question. That's well, no doubt the Libertarian Party is going to have a record year this year. I truly believe that. Um, I don't know if you're gonna see uh, independent third party try to run, you know, like a billionaire, like a Ross Perot type. But I think uh, you're gonna. Well, you're gonna see the Libertarian candidate on every state ballot, you know, all 50 states. So, you know, with dissatisfaction of both other candidates, you're going to see, you know, in the teens, I, I'm guessing. So we'll just see how that uh, translates for the person who's actually going to win. <laughs> Are they taking more from the Democrats or from the Republicans? Well, so the polling thus far kind of showed that about, it was kind of an equal amount of both, mm-hmm. almost. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, yes, uh, is it going to be Gary Johnson? Is it going to be the burn is it going to be hillary is it going to be trump um what does that mean for you in healthcare? Uh, that's what we're going to actually continue to talk about here on this show next week check out facebook.com slash america's healthcare challenge before this show and others and we'll see you next time Do you like being the smartest person in the room? Go to healthreformexplained.com and learn about being a licensed Edie Bellis healthcare consultant. Know enough about Obamacare to be dangerous because you'll be personally trained by me, Sean McGuire. Click healthreformexplained.com.